Welcome to Sealing God's People with your host, Dennis Beard. Download our app, Sealing God's People, for the preceding word of God and our daily podcast of whichever believer lives by. Talking about tribulation, part two, tribulation versus the great tribulation. Will the body of Christ go through great tribulation or is it just general tribulation? In the world, usually that tribulation uh, be of good cheer, Jesus stated, I've overcome the world. Second Thessalonians, the second chapter, verse one, this is talking about the day of Christ, the rapture, the harpazo, or gathered together unto him. We beseech you, brethren, by the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ and by our gathering together unto him, when we meet the Lord in the air, First Thessalonians 4, 17, that you be not soon shaken in mind or be troubled, neither by spirit, nor by word, nor by letter as from us, as that the day of Christ is at hand, let no man deceive you. Now the deception of the last days will, of course, be that rapture, pre-tribulation rapture, saying that we're already out of here when we're going to see we're going through great tribulation. Jesus said, I'm Lord, I'm with you even to the end of the world, amen. The Holy Ghost, the church was not taken out before the end of the world, amen. 28, Matthew 28, 19. Well, they're both calm. He said, let no man deceive you by any means. There's a deception. For that day shall not come except there come a falling away first. And the falling away is the one that's been in the faith. We'll see that in 1 Timothy 4.1. The Spirit speaketh expressly that in the latter days some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits, doctrines of devils, having a conscience with a hot arm, forbidding to marry and abstaining from mates which God has sanctified by the word of God in prayer. That's definitely going to happen. And that man of sin be revealed. He will be revealed. The son of perdition. This is the Antichrist. Who opposeth and exalteth himself above all that is called God, capital G-O-D, or that is worshipped so that he as God, that's a capital G-O-D, setteth in the temple of God, capital G-O-D, showing himself that he is God, capital G-O-D. This is the great deception, the delusion that God will send because people had pleasure in unrighteousness rather than in the word of God, in the righteousness which is by faith. We go on and see, remember you not, Paul said, when I was yet with you, I told you these things. And now you know what withholdeth that he might be revealed in his time for the mystery of iniquity doth already work. Well, the mystery of godliness is Christ in you, the hope of glory. The mystery of iniquity, the mystery of lawlessness is the Satan deceiving the people. Iniquity is lawlessness, not, not being led of the Holy Ghost. As many as are led of the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. Well, that mystery of iniquity doth already work. Only he who now letteth or will restrain, will let or restrain until he be taken out of the way. The question is, what is he? Many will say that is the church, the Holy Ghost. Matthew 28, 19. Jesus said, Lo, I'm with you always, even unto the end of the world, the end of the age, the end of the eon. Well, he knows that it is not the church. The, he who now let it or restrains is not the church body. 
being raptured out of the world. He is the law itself, being the civil authority of the government against tyranny and against violence. Let's consider this truth. In 2 Thessalonians going on, uh, verse 8, second chapter, and then shall that wicked be revealed, whom the Lord shall consume with the spirit of his mouth and shall destroy with the brightness of his coming. Even him whose coming is after the working of Satan with all power and signs and lying wonders. Right here is a deception. Signs and lying wonders. Jesus said they will show great signs and wonders insomuch if it were possible they would deceive the very elect. With all deceivableness of unrighteousness, not being led of the Holy Ghost, but being led of their own selfish desires and their intellect, not, not crucifying the flesh with the affections and the lusts, not doing the will of God, not literally mortifying the deeds of the flesh, but living in the world and wanting the things of the world. They have this pleasure in unrighteousness. And because they received not the love of the truth, that they might be saved. For this cause, God himself shall send them strong delusion that they should believe a lie that they all might be damned. Notice this is heaven or hell here. Who believed not the truth, but had pleasure in unrighteousness. We have to believe the word of God into the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ into a perfect man. Take a look at Revelation 17 to prove the point that it is civil authority. Back in the day when John was writing and Paul about the revelation of Jesus Christ, John himself knew that he who now letteth will let was the Roman uh, emperor there in Rome that holding back the Antichrist. It was civil authority. Let's take a look and see what the church will do in the last days. The false church, that mystery Babylon, the great, the mother of her harlots, and abominations of the earth. She says, I said a queen, I am no widow, and I will see no sorrow. There's your key. I will see no tribulation. I will see no persecution. And, you know, they'll say, well, God will not beat his wife. Well, it's not God beating the wife. And let's see what it is. In Revelation 17, verse 1, there came one of the seven angels, which had the seven vials, and talked with me, saying, Come hither, and I will show unto thee the judgment of the great whore that setteth upon many waters. Now the waters, see, is multitude, kindreds, nations, and tongues. We all know that. With whom the kings of the earth have committed fornication, and the inhabitants of the earth have been made drunk with the wine of her fornication. So he carried me away in the spirit into the wilderness. And I saw a woman. This is a false church upon a scarlet colored beast. Notice the beast is that world domination that we see in Revelation 13, 1. Full of the names of blasphemy, having seven heads and ten horns. The woman was arrayed in purple and scarlet color, decked with gold and precious stones and pearls, having a golden cup in her hand, full of the abominations and filthiness of her fornication. It's very key here. She wears the purple, King of kings and Lord of lords. She'll preach that. She wears the scarlet. 
She'll say Jesus there died on the cross. She will never wear the blue, saying that Jesus is the Father of glory manifest in the days of his flesh. She will never say that. That Jesus, that I and my Father are one and the very same Spirit, John 10, 30. There we see, and upon her forehead, there is the mind of the world. The sealing of the saints of God, the ones that are sanctified holy, both spirit, soul, and body, are being sealed now by the word of God, having eyes before and behind and the eyes of revelation. But here, her forehead is like an adamant stone. She will not receive the true word of God. So upon her forehead was a name written, not Jesus, but Mystery Babylon the Great. Notice it's all capital letters. The mother of harlots and abominations of the earth. It is a false church following a false god. And I saw the woman drunken with the blood of the saints, with the blood of the martyrs of Jesus. And when I saw her, I wondered with great admiration. Now, it is noteworthy that this false church is riding upon the world global system. That's the key. Well, would this Antichrist be revealed? He's going to hate this woman. You have which there are three kings, three have fallen, one will come up, and he will be the son of perdition, the man of sin that opposes all that is God or that is worship, so that he as God setteth in the temple of God. Now, that's not a physical, literal, brick-and-mortar temple. It's not an iron. It's a naos. It's a spiritual temple. We see that in Pergamos in Revelation 2 where Satan dwelleth, where Satan's seed is. Where? In Pergamos, the church of the living God, not sitting on the back pew or on the front row, but behind the pulpit with signs, miracles, and lying wonders with strong delusions sent from God himself. So we have to be very particular in the word of God to make sure that we're following the leading of the Holy Ghost, pleasing to our Lord's sight. It says here, the angel said unto me, Wherefore didst thou marvel? I will tell you the mystery of the woman and the beast that carrieth her, which hath the seven heads and ten horns. The beast which I saw was and is not, and shall ascend out of the bottomless pit and go into perdition. That is the son of perdition. Now, notice he was and is not. Jesus was and is and is to come. This beast is was and is not. There's no ain in him. There's no revelation. And they that dwell on the earth shall wonder whose names were not written in the book of life from the foundation of the world. There, according to the foreknowledge of God, whom he did foreknow, them he did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Them that he predestinated, them he called. Them that he called, he also justified. Them that he justified, he also glorified to be conformed to the image, the very image of Jesus Christ. It's progressive glorification in and through the body of Christ. They that dwell on the earth are one of those names that are not written in the book of the life from the foundation of the world, that book of life. When they behold the beast that was and is not and yet is. Jesus was, is, and is to come. He was and is not and yet is. Why? They do not go on into the progressive glorification in the image 
of Jesus Christ. They quit somewhere along the way. Here's the mind that hath wisdom. The seven heads are seven mountains on which the woman set it. There are five, seven kings, five are fallen. Now we know Egypt, Assyria, Babylon, Media, Persia, Greece, and one is, and the other is, and that one is then at that time, Rome, and the other's not yet come. When he cometh, he must continue a short space. And the beast, watch it here, and the beast that was and is not, even he is the eighth, he's of the seven, he goeth into perdition. What happens here? And the ten horns which thou sawest are ten kings, which have received no kingdom as yet, but received power as kings one hour with the beast. Watch the mind here, not the mind of God, not the mind of Christ. They have that mind of the Antichrist. They have one mind and shall give their power and strength unto the beast. Now watch it. These shall make war with the lamb and the lamb shall overcome them. For he is Lord of lords, king of kings, and they that are with him are called, chosen, and faithful. He saith unto me, the waters which thou sawest, where the horse set it, are peoples, multitudes, nations, and tongues. The ten horns which they saweth upon the beast shall hate the whore. Notice this withholding in those days. The church will become so uh, lukewarm. Not hot, not cold, but lukewarm. That the tyranny will set in. That easy believism, not in the, the true revelation of Jesus, they shall hate the whore, that those kings shall hate the whore, and shall make her desolate and naked, and shall eat her flesh and burn her with fire. Why? For God hath put it in their hearts to fulfill his will, and agree, and give their kingdom unto the beast. That's where he is revealed. What? Because he who not letteth will let until he be taken out of the way. And then, that wicked one, the son of perdition, that beast, the Antichrist, not just the spirit of Antichrist, but the Antichrist himself will be revealed until the words of God shall be fulfilled. And the woman which thou sawest is that great city which reigneth over the kings of the earth. It is civil authority, my friends. It is not the church. We're going through great tribulation, which is not the wrath of God. Totally different. Let's see what it is. Revelation 13, 1, I stood upon the sand of the sea and saw a beast rise out of the sea, having seven heads, ten horns, that we just saw in Revelation there in 17. Upon his horns, ten crowns, upon his head, the name of blasphemy. And the beast which I saw was likened to a leopard. His feet was the feet of a bear, his mouth the mouth of a lion. We see that in Daniel. And the dragon gave him his power, his seat, and great authority. He gets it from the dragon, the old serpent, the devil. Now, I saw one of his heads that was wounded death. His deadly wound was healed in all the world. All that's in the world, the love of the Father's not in them. They will wander after the beast. They worship the dragon. They think they're worshiping God. They worship the dragon, which gave power unto the beast. And they worship the beast, saying, who's like unto the beast? Who's able to make war with him? And there was given him a mouth speaking great things. And blasphemies and power was given him to continue 42 months, time, times a half, three and a half years of great tribulation. Let's see what we are talking about here. And we're going to go on to in Revelation 12. Notice here, we're going to see a time that we're going to have a man-child birth. The kingdom of God, the power of his Christ. And 
that wonder in heaven a woman. That woman is not the nation of Israel. It's the church of the living God. There appeared a great wonder in heaven, a sign, a woman clothed with a sun, the moon under her feet, and upon her head a crown of twelve stars. She being with child, cried, rebelling in birth, and pain to be delivered. And there appeared another wonder in heaven. Behold, a great red dragon, having seven heads, ten horns, and seven crowns upon his head. We just read about it there in Revelation 17. Same as Revelation 13. His tail, which are the false prophets, drew the third part of the stars of heaven and did cast them to the earth. The dragon stood before the woman, which was ready to be delivered, to devour her child as soon as it was born. What is that? The church brought forth a man child that's in the likeness and the measure of the statue of Jesus, who was to rule all nations with a rod of iron. Him that overcometh I grant to sit with me, Jesus said, and I'll give him a rod of iron and that scepter where he will beat the nations into shivers. That is the overcomer. We'll see that the church of the living God having power with God, who was to rule all nations, rod of iron and her child was caught up to God into his throne. This is throne room revelation. The woman fled into the wilderness. This is where she is our flight being in the winter on the Sabbath day. And that's my, that Jesus talked about in Matthew 24. Pray that your flight be not in winter, neither on the Sabbath day. For then shall be great tribulation, since it was a nation. No, nor ever shall be again, except those days be shortened. There will no flesh be saved, but for the elect's sake, the ecclesia, the church of the living God, those days will be shortened. Now watch, the woman fled into the wilderness where she hath a place prepared of God, and they should feed her there a thousand two hundred and three score days, time times they have three and a half years, exactly the 42 months. And this is the time of great tribulation. What's happening here? And there was war in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon. The dragon fought and his angels and prevailed not. Neither was their place found anymore in heaven. The great dragon was cast out. Now we fought the serpent, the old dragon. We fought the serpent before. We've, uh, we fought that uh, uh, tread upon serpents and scorpions. We fought that. But now it's going to be fighting against the great red dragon. And the great red dragon was cast out, that old serpent called the devil and Satan, which deceives who much? He deceives the whole world. The world will be deceived by him. And he was cast in, out into the earth, and his angels were cast out with him. Now, what is coming here? When evil comes in like a flood, God will raise up a standard against him, and this is exactly what God's doing. I heard uh, there... A loud voice in heaven, now comes salvation. The strength and the kingdom of God and the power of his Christ. That's the church power. For the accuser of our brethren against the church, not in national Israel, the accuser of our brethren in the church is cast down, which accused them before God day and night. Watch it. They overcome him by the blood of the lamb, by the word of their testimony. Neighbor, that's the church. That's not the nation of Israel. That's the church, and they love not their lives unto the death. Let me die the death of the righteous. Let my last end be like his. Therefore rejoice you heavens and you that dwell in them, woe unto the inhabitants of the earth. Why? And of the sea, for the devil has come down to you. What? Having the wrath of God? No, his wrath, having great wrath, the wrath of the devil, because he knoweth that he hath but a short time. The tribulation that we go through 
The wrath that we go through is not the wrath of God. It's the wrath of Satan. Notice under the fifth seal, souls of them that were slain for the word of God and the testimony which they held. And they cried, O Lord, holy and true, how long will it be before thou avenge your blood upon them that dwell on the earth? White robes of righteousness were given to each one of them. And it said, until your brethren, until your fellow servants and your brethren that should be killed as you were, should be fulfilled. Right? Blessed are they that die in the Lord. Yea, saith the Spirit, they may rest from their labors and their works do follow them. Don't let anybody tell you that we're not going through great tribulation. The tribulation there is the wrath of Satan, the wrath of uh, the dragon. It is not the wrath of God. This will last for a time, times and a half, three and a half years, 42 months, 1,200 and three score days. Now, let's take a look here in Revelation 12. We know that even though we're going through that, God is going to ultimately destroy Satan at his coming. When the dragon saw that he was cast into the earth, he persecuted the woman, the church, which brought forth the man-child. The man-child is Christ in you, the hope of glory, to the measure of the statue of Jesus, for whom he did foreknow them he did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Those that he predestinated, them he called, them that he called, he justified, them that he justified, he also glorified to be conformed to the image of Jesus Christ, uh, literally grown up into Jesus in all things and all truth, and whether or not tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine. There, to the woman were given two wings of a great eagle. There's your flight, that she might fly. There's your flight in the winter on the Sabbath day. She might fly into the winter. She's not flying into heaven. There's no pre-tribulation rapture there. She flies into the wilderness. Why? Into her place where she's nourished for a time, times of, and a half a time, three and a half years, 42 months, 1,203 score days from the face of the serpent. The serpent cast out his mouth, waters a flood after the woman, that he might cause her to be carried away of the flood, evil coming in like a flood. And the earth helped the woman, and the earth opened her mouth and swallowed up the flood, which the dragon cast out of his mouth. You're going to see in Matthew 25 that Jesus states to the nation, Jip, you, when I'm hungry, you feed me. If I'm naked, you clothe me. If I'm in prison, you visit me. Uh, each of these nations, if you've done it one of the least of these my brethren, you've done it to me. You did that to the church. God says you're a righteous nation. You'll be uh, the sheep on my right hand. But if the earth doesn't have that woman and she shuts up her bowels of compassion and the body of Christ is hungry and they don't feed. She is sick and in prison. Don't visit her. Naked, don't clothe her. And he said, because you did not do it to the one or the least of these, my brethren, the church, then you did it not unto me. Now they will be the goats on the left-hand side. The earth is helping the woman here. Those are the different nations that have mercy upon the body of Christ through the time of the great tribulation. The earth helped the woman. The earth opened her mouth, swallowed up the flood, which the dragon cast out of his mouth. The dragon was wroth with the woman and went to make war with who? The remnant of her seed. Who is that seed? That's the seed of Abraham, the seed of David. That's the, the, we are that seed that shall be counted for the generation, the Christ generation. 
which keep the commandments of God. That's not national Israel. They don't keep the commandments of God, and they don't have the testimony of Jesus Christ. Revelation 19.10, that John was about to worship this man. He knew it was the Lord. He was bowing down to worship him in Revelation 19.10. And he says, See thou doest it not, for I am of thy fellow brethren and of thy fellow servants and of thy brethren that have the testimony of Jesus. There's a testimony of Jesus Christ. Worship God for the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. That's the faith. We find that also in Revelation 14, 12. That talked about that the ones coming in Christ and the redeemed there have there keep his commandments and have the faith of Jesus. That there that keep the commandments of God are the ones that love God and have the faith of Jesus Christ is the ones that have the testimony of Jesus Christ, which is the spirit of prophecy by which we will stand by and be sealed. When we see in 2 Thessalonians 1, we find in that chapter, verse 3, we're bound to thank God always for you, brethren, as it is meet, because your faith groweth exceedingly in your charity of every one of you, all toward each other about it. Well, how did you get to charity? We added to your faith virtue, virtue, knowledge, knowledge, temperance, temperance, patience, patience, godliness, the God life, and godliness, brotherly kindness, brotherly kindness, charity. And if these things abound you, we will be not, you will not be unfruitful in the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ, and there will be no chance of you falling from grace. That's talked to us and told to us in 2 Peter, the first chapter. Charity will cover a multitude of sins. Charity is the bond of perfectness. When that perfection is come, then that which is apart will be done away with, and we will know even as we're known. That's charity. It's not love. Charity is not love. Charity is the love of God based in doing His will and keeping the commandments of God and being pleasing unto the Lord our God walking in the light as He's in the light in the present truth. And that is why sealing is so important now. On the 19th of January, 2019, the Lord visited me after I uh, preached at Maasai Tribal Church in Transmere, Kenya, Africa, saying, seal my people by my word, not for any of my rights and our holiness, but for his name's sake. It is time for the people of God to be sealed. We're seeing a time of trouble coming upon the earth and the judgments of God upon this earth to warn us to get into the measure of the statue of Jesus Christ by the word of God. If we do not do that, and we do not have the seal. In Revelation 9 and the fifth trumpet, we're going to find that the, uh, the abyss is open and Apollyon and Abaddon, the destroyer comes out and the locust horde that is as it was in the days of Noah, the flood of, was up on and prevailed upon the earth for five months, 150 days. The locust horde will just come against and literally uh, torment the men that have not the seal of God in their forehead for five months or 150 days, just as it did in the days of Noah. We have to be sealed. God is doing that now to those that have an ear to hear. Some of you, that God has spoken our name, our ministry name to you, my name to you, and you have uh, procrastinated. You haven't gotten contact. Uh, you did, but you kind of fell away and thinking, well, we got plenty of time or whatever. No, the time is now. God is calling you the unity of the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God. That unity of the faith, 
He's literally fitly framing the body of Christ together for the days that we are in, and we must have the mind of Christ, just as he stated, working out our own salvation with fear and trembling, for it's God that worketh in us, both the willing to do in this present truth and proceeding word of God. And right here, he's stating there in 2 Thessalonians, uh, this charity is abounding. We're walking in the light as he's in the light. And he goes in verse four and says, so that we ourselves glory in you and the churches of God, not national Israel, the churches of God, for your patience and your faith and all your persecutions and tribulations that you endure. What is that persecutions? All that live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. Tribulation worketh patience. Patience worketh experience. Experience worketh hope. Hope maketh not ashamed because the love of God is shed abroad in our heart by the Holy Ghost. If you're partaker of the sufferings of, of Jesus, you'll also be partaker of the consolations. Uh, at 2 Corinthians, the first chapter. But we are not taught the judgment of God. Judgment first begins at the house of God. But my people doth not know judgment. That's as Jeremiah stated in, uh, in, in the prophet there. What is this? What's the reason of the persecution and tribulations? Well, we endure that. Enduring hardship is a good soldier, which is a what? A manifest token of the righteous judgment of God. Let's say a person was going to come and give you a car. They wouldn't drive the car through the front of your house, knock down the front door and give you the car, the physical car. They would give you a title and a set of keys, and that would be the token for the car, the automobile outside. Well, what's the token of the righteous judgment of God? Well, it says persecution and tribulation that you endure. For if you suffer with him, you will reign with him. There, which is a manifest token, the righteous judgment of God, these persecutions and tribulations that you endure. Why? That you might be counted worthy of the kingdom of God, not Christ in you, but the kingdom age of a thousand year millennial reign of Jesus, for which you also suffer. Seeing it is a righteous thing with God to recompense tribulation to them that have trouble you or tribulation of them that tribulation you or trouble of them that trouble you. This is uh, God giving retribution back on the wicked's head that have troubled you. Here's the faith and patience of the saints that very few know. Jesus stated, when the Son of Man cometh, shall he find faith on the earth? Why? So he said, well, of course, we're going to church. We will be plenty of faith. Well, Jesus said, will there be faith on the earth? Will the Son of Man find faith on the earth? Well, what is that faith? Well, it's walking in the present truth. And we find in Revelation that he talks about that in the 13th, 14th chapter, talking about all the truth being cast to the ground. He says, uh, here is the faith and the patience of the saints. What is that? He that leadeth into captivity will go into captivity. He that killeth with a sword must be killed with a sword. Here is the patience and faith of the saints. Do we know that? Do we know that we're coming into a time, times and dividing of a time, three and a half years, 42 months, of the great tribulation, which is the wrath of Satan, not the wrath of God. We're not appointed to the wrath of God, but we, neighbor, are appointed to the wrath of Satan. And to you who are troubled, this tribulation, through this wrath of, of the devil, the wrath of the dragon coming down to you, having great wrath. 
rest with us. When the Lord Jesus shall be revealed from heaven with his mighty angels, 10,000 of his saints coming, in flaming fire taking vengeance on them that know not God, that obey not. Somebody said, you don't have to obey. Yes, obedience is required under righteousness. Whosoever you yield your members of service to obey, him of the servants to whom you obey. Romans 6, whether of sin unto death or of obedience unto righteousness, which yields the peaceable fruits of holiness, without which no man shall see the Lord. These that obey not the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ will be destroyed. We find it also again in Revelation. Notice what Jesus said to the church here at Thyatira. To the angel of the church at Thyatira write, there says, these things saith the Son of God, who hath his eyes like unto a flame of fire, his feet like unto fine brass. Judgment of God. I know thy works. I know charity and service and faith and thy patience and thy works and the last to be more than the first. Good testimony. Notwithstanding, I have a few things against thee because why? Thou sufferest that woman Jezebel which call herself a prophetess to teach and seduce my servants to commit what? Fornication and to eat things sacrificed to idols. In other words, you can have the world in Jesus too. You don't have to crucify the flesh with affections of the lust and sanctify yourself wholly. says you can have it both. She said, I said a queen, I am no widow. I will see none of this tribulation. I will see no sorrow, no birth pangs. God said, I gave her space to repent of her fornication. She repented not. Behold, watch it here. I will cast her into a bed and them that commit adultery with her in this false church into great tribulation. Now that great tribulation is the wrath of Almighty God. There's a great tribulation or wrath of the devil, the wrath of the dragon, the wrath of Satan himself for three and a half years. That great tribulation there, the wrath of God, will be the day of the Lord where the wicked will be destroyed out of the land and be ashes and under the righteous feet. Two different, entirely different things. I will, God said, I'll cast her into a bed and them that commit adultery with her, Jezebel, into great tribulation except they repent of their deeds. He requires repentance as we keep going. Revelation 10. Here we go. Revelation 10, 11, 12 talks about a time, times and a half, three and a half years, 42 months of the Jesus ministry, the work of the ministry, which we are all called for, but we must have the sealing of God in order to be pleasing and take part in that, answering to the call of the Lord God Almighty. I saw another mighty angel come down from heaven, clothed with a cloud of rainbows upon his head, his face, as it were the sun, his feet as a pillars of fire. He had in his hand a little book open, the Bibliaridian, that little book open, not closed, it's open. And he set his right foot upon the sea, his left foot upon the earth, crowded with a loud voice as when a lion roareth, when he had cried seven thunders, seven perfection, thunders is a revelation of the word of God, uttered their voices. They have the understanding. And when the seven thunders had uttered their voices, now we know lightning is revelation, thunder is the understanding of the word of God. And then the earthquake is when the body of Christ moves out in the earth and there's a great shaking. He cried, there were seven thunders uttered their voices. And when the seven thunders uttered their what? Their voices. 
That's the voice of the living God, a voice of many waters, a voice of uh, a multitude. Was about to write, I heard a voice from heaven saying unto me, Seal up those things which the seven thunders uttered, and write them not. Why? Because this is coming by the word of God. Take a look here. Because we're talking about this little book. And he says here, And the angel went I, which I saw stand upon the sea and upon the earth, lifted up his hand to heaven, swear by him that lived forever and ever, who created heaven and the things that therein, the earth and the things that are therein are, and the sea, sea and the things which are therein, that there should be time no longer, no more delay in time. But in the days of the voice of the seventh angel, when he shall begin to sound, the mystery of God should be finished as he hath declared to his servants, the prophets. And the voice, we'll talk about that mystery of God another podcast. The voice which I heard from heaven spake unto me, saying, Go and take the little book. That little book now is open. It's the whole Biblion, the word of God from Genesis to Revelation. That has been comprised into a little book, and we can eat all of it, all truth, which is open in the hand of the angel, which standeth upon the sea and upon the earth. I went unto the angel and said unto him, Give me the little book. And he said unto me, Take it. Nobody's going to give it to you. You've got to take it. The kingdom of God suffers violence. The violent take it by force. The law and the prophets were unto John. Since that time, men pressed their way into it, just as Paul stated to the church at Thessalonica. He said, uh, Philippi, I'm sorry. He said, I'm not perfect yet, neither have I already attained. But I'm reaching forth to those things which are before, forgetting those things which are behind. They're always uh, uh, they're trying to apprehend that of which is apprehended of Christ, pressing toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. And as many as be perfect, be thus minded. And if you be any otherwise minded, God will reveal this even unto you. Neighbor, that's where we're at now. Church of the living God, that's where we're at. We have to join together. God dealing with you, you need to contact us. The body of Christ is coming together throughout the world right now. The worst thing we can do is set back, procrastinate, and not do anything. He said unto me, take it and eat it up, this little book. And it shall be, it'll make your belly bitter, but it shall be in thy mouth. Sweet as honey, that's the revelation of the word. There, that John took that little book out of the angel's hand. He ate it up, and it was in his mouth sweet as honey. As soon as he had eaten it, my belly was bitter. Watch this next verse. That John is in the body of Christ. It's not national Israel. John the Baptist forerun Jesus' first coming. John, the revelator, those in the body of Christ in the spirit of Elijah will forerun Jesus' second coming. Here we find again, John has already, uh, his death, his burial, his spirit, just man made perfect, be absent body, be present with the Lord. But he said to John, thou, you, must prophesy, preach again before many people, nations, tongues, and kings. Church of the living God, that's you. In the spirit of Elijah, as John, the beloved disciple, that will literally bring this gospel, the work of the ministry, to all the world for a witness unto all nations, and then the end will come. We're seeing here in Revelation 11, the two witnesses. They think those are two men that didn't, that they're not in the, uh, the pre-trib rapture, but they go 
prophesy for the 42 months. No, neighbor, that is the church of the living God. John is that uh, church of the living God, but it prophesies again before many nations, kindred, tongues, and kings. That's the for how long? Time, time, and a half, three and a half years, 42 months. Find the same thing here in Revelation 11. There was given to me a reed like to a rod. The angel said, rise, measure the temple of God, the altar, and them that worship therein. Well, what is the first vision Jeremiah sees in Jeremiah 1? See, I see a rod of an almond tree. Almond was love's first call. Bethel was first called love's the house of God. What did he see? He said, I see a rod of an almond tree, a rod of Bethel, a rod of the church. Here it is. There was given me a reed like unto a rod. But the very next vision that Jeremiah sees, he said, what do you see, Jeremiah? He said, that first vision, he said, thou well seen. I will hasten my word to perform it. That's a reed like unto a rod that's given to us in the last days. Then he says, he has a second vision. What do you see, Jeremiah? He said, I see a seething pot, a boiling pot. The face thereof is toward the north. For out of the north a great evil, a great tribulation, a great trouble shall arise upon what? The whole earth. There it is. He's a prophet to the nations. There was given a reed like unto a rod. The angel stood saying, measure the temple of God, the altar, and them that worship therein. What? Do you not know that you are the temple of God? The altar is your prayer life, and them that worship are the true worshipers. That was, must worship God in spirit and in truth. Charity of the ones that, that reach charity, full grown, measure the statue of Jesus, rejoice in the truth. They have it. Present truth. But the court, which was without the temple, they didn't come in, leave out, measure it not, for it's given to the Gentiles. The holy city shall be trodden underfoot 40 and two months, time, times and a half, three and a half years. I will give power to my two witnesses. Who are the two witnesses? They prophesy 1,203 score days. Time, times and a half, three and a half years during the time of great tribulation. God raises up the church of the living God. Who are the two witnesses? Jesus told us there in John 8, 13 through 27. Whenever they came to Jesus, said the Pharisees said, Jesus, you bear record of yourself. Your record is not true. Jesus said, though I bear record of myself, my record is true because I'm not alone. I'm one that bear record of myself. My father that sent me, he beareth record of me. Then Jesus goes on and he speaks right here of the witnesses. He said, it is written in your law, the testimony of two men is true. That's the testimony of Jesus, Revelation 19, 10. Those are the ones that have the spirit of prophecy, which has the faith of Jesus Christ. They have it. And Jesus stated that. It is written in your law, the testimony of two men is true. Who are the two that? He said, I am one that beareth witness of myself, not record. I beareth witness of myself. That's the body. And my father that sent me, he beareth witness of me. There's your two witnesses. They said, where is your father? Jesus said, if you had known me, you should have known my father also. He goes on and he says, you're from beneath, I'm from above. You're this world, I'm not of this world. They didn't understand. Jesus spake of the father, John 8, 27. Jesus goes on and said, where, where I go, you cannot come. And they said, whither will he go? Notice in John 8, 24. Jesus states, except you believe that I, the man Christ Jesus, am he, the father of glory, you shall die in your sins.
This they understood not expected them of the Father. They still don't understand it today. And many will come in to see the truth and uh, repent and go on to the measure of the statue of Jesus. The others will not, and they will be deceived. There, he said, I give power to my two witnesses. They shall prophesy how long? A thousand two and three score days or 42 months, time, times and a half. And who are these? These are the two olive trees. Those olive trees are the two cherubim of glory. You'll see that in 1 Kings 6, 23. And the two candlesticks. We know candlesticks in Revelation 1 is the church. Standing before the God of the earth. Any man will hurt them. Watch it here. This is a total new thing. Fire proceedeth out of their mouth. Takes it, he turns his angels into spirits, his ministers a flame of fire, and the Holy One over them for a flame. That's the last day glory of the church. But of their, and it says, uh, proceedeth out of their mouth, they devoureth their enemies. And if any man will hurt them, it's the word of God. They must in this manner be killed. They don't kill anybody. The word of God, God does it himself. These have power to shut heaven that it rain not in the days of their prophecy. They have power of the waters to turn them to blood and to smite the earth with all plagues as often as they will. And when they shall have finished their testimony, that's the testimony of Jesus, that's the body of Christ, that's Revelation 19.10. The beast that ascendeth out of the bottom of the spit, that man ascend the son of perdition. That, that global war uh, government that comes against the bear, leopard, and the lion, that last day global government that hates God, of which the three kings fall, one come up, he's eight, he's up to seven, he goes into perdition. These will hate the body of Christ and shall make war against them and overcome them and kill them. So let me die the death of the righteous. Let my last be end be like his. Somebody said, oh no, we'll be pre-tribulation raptured out. Really? You need to take a good look. Blessed are they that die in the Lord. Yea, saith the Spirit, that they may rest from their labors. Their works do follow them. Some of you will be delivered up and to be afflicted, and they shall kill you. That's the word of God. John 16, Jesus said, I have forewarned you that you should not be offended. Yea, the time come, they're going to lift you up out of the synagogues, uh, cast your name out for evil. Watch it. And the, that time will come that whosoever killeth you, killed you, will think that he did God a service. Why? This they will do unto you because they have not known the Father nor me. They do not have the revelation of Jesus that he is the omnipotent, omniscient, omnipresent, Father of glory, Spirit of God. Well, it says right here that they have power waters. And when they shall have finished their testimony, that beast ascends out of the bottom of the split, shall make war against them. That is the wrath of the dragon, the wrath of Satan, shall overcome them and kill them. But they will literally ascend into heaven. They can destroy, kill the body, but they cannot destroy the soul in hell. Revelation 11, 8, their dead bodies shall lie in the streets of the great city, which spiritually is called Sodom and Egypt, where also our Lord was crucified. They are the people and kindreds and tongues of nations shall see their dead bodies three days and a half. Notice right now the nations are coming more anti-Semitic. And not only that against Israel, but against the church. Church attendance has fell, fallen down tremendously lower because we're in these last days and the prophetic uh, eschatology of the end time events against the people of God is taking place now. Not only that, the judgments of God are being revealed all over the earth. The river's drying up. Uh, the, the 
uh, Euphrates River drying up, uh, the Yangtze, the, all the rivers, even the Mississippi River uh, in the United States, all of them is drying up. God is changing the weather patterns. He's warning us. He calls it, said, I reigned on one city and not another. And still, you wouldn't repent. He's working to get his people alert and wake thou that sleepest. And that because we're in this time now of the sealing of the servants of God in their forehead, we must. The servants of God are not the nation of Israel. It is the church. They're the people in kindreds and tongues. The nation shall see their dead bodies three days and a half and shall not suffer their dead bodies to be put in graves. Why three and a half days? Why not three days? Because Jesus is going to confirm his covenant with many for one week. That is a uh, heptad. That is a seven years. But he was cut off in the midst of the week, but not for himself. And he's going to call the offering and sacrifice uh, to cease. He did that. Uh, there, there's no more sacrifice for sin. Jesus paid it once and once and for all. But there still remains a Jesus ministry of three and a half years, 42 months, time, times and a half, which the body of Christ is called for to be pleasing to God. Notice after three days and a half, the spirit of life entered into them. They stood upon their feet. Great fear fell upon them with some. They heard a great voice from heaven saying, come up hither. And they ascended up to heaven in a cloud and their enemies beheld them. That cloud is so great a cloud of witnesses, the rapture of the church. You'll see it again. Uh, their revelation, the same hour as the great earthquake, the third part of the city fell into the quake. Earthquake were slain of men, 7,000. And the remnant were frightened and gave glory to the God out of heaven. We find in Zechariah 14, the ones that were frightened and gave God glory, they escaped from the nations and they will go into the millennial. We'll talk about that uh, later uh, in other podcasts. Notice here the temple of God was opened in heaven. And there was seen in his temple the ark of his testament. And there were lightnings. That's revelation of the word. And voices. That's individual instruction to each individual member in the body of Christ. And thundering. That is the understanding of the word. And an earthquake. They're taking the world for Jesus. They're preaching this everlasting gospel to all the world for witness unto all nations. Neighbor, we're going to see it again in Revelation 14. Uh, there. Uh, one I want to point out here, uh, look, the lamb sat upon the Mount Zion with him, 144,000, 12,000 of each of the 12 tribes sealed, having his father's name written in their foreheads. That forehead is a mind of Christ. Who are they? They goes on. I heard a voice from heaven, a voice of many waters, a voice of a great thunder. I heard the voice of harpers harping with their harps. Who is this voice of many waters? Many people, voice of a great thunder. The thunders out of their voices. They sung it were a song as it were a new song. That's the Shirkadash. That before the four beasts and the elders. The four beasts are the living creatures of the church. And the elders, there's your king priesthood. No man could learn that song, but the 144,000, which are what? The beast and, and uh, the four and 20 elders are the redeemed from the earth. We see the same thing in Revelation uh, 5. That says the four and twenty elders and the four beasts sing that new song, the song of the Lamb, the song of the redeemed. They were not defiled with women, for they are virgins. You know the, uh, the parable there. Ten virgins, five wise, five foolish. They all had the truth, oil in the lamps. But the wise virgins had 
the present proceeding word of God in their lamps. The, the foolish virgins did not have enough oil. They didn't have enough truth. They followed God a little, but not all the way. They were virgins, but they didn't have enough oil, enough truth in the word of God to enter in with the Lord. These are the ones that don't come to the measure of the statue of Jesus Christ. These are they which follow the Lamb whithersoever he goeth. These are the redeemed from among men. They're the first fruits unto God to the Lamb. Blessed and holy is he that hath part in the first resurrection on such a second death hath no power. In their mouth was found no guile, for they are without fault before the throne of God. Watch it. I saw another angel fly in the midst of heaven, saying they having the everlasting gospel to preach unto them that dwell on the earth. And just as Jesus stated in Matthew 24, Mark 13, Luke 21, this gospel of the kingdom will be preached unto all the world or witness unto all nations, and then the end will come. God will destroy the great horn, and all the wicked of the earth will be ashes and under righteous feet in the day when he rise with healing in his wings, and uh, uh, we will grow up as calves of the stall, that's a lion, man, calf, calf, and eagle in the cherubim, the body of Christ coming to the fullest of the measure of the statue of Jesus as the living creatures and the king priesthood, a high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Well, neighbor, tune into these podcasts. Again, if you don't have that app, uh, download it. It's free of charge, sealing God's people. Uh, therefore, this proceeding word of God that God is doing now, God's called us to do it. We're doing our part. My question, are you doing yours? If God deals with you, don't hesitate. Don't procrastinate. Move straightway that God literally speaks to you. Move on it. And you will be blessed when you do. Now, email me at sealinggodspeople at dennisbeard.org. you don't believe it, don't do it. But you do believe it. You feel the call and the witness of the Holy Ghost. Then by all means, contact me. Again, the email is sealinggodspeople at dennisbeard.org. Now we're praying for each one of you that God will perfect that which is lacking in all of us, that we all may be presented blameless at the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ in both spirit, soul, and body. Until the next time, this is Brother Dennis Beard saying, Behold the real Jesus.